Hey community, in today's episode, Chris Tomlin sits down with Matt McCoy to talk about his latest worship album, Always, to talk about tips for worship leaders and songwriters and a lot more. We love this interview with Chris and we're so happy to have him on the podcast. We hope you enjoy. Chris, thanks so much for joining us for this interview. I have so many questions I want to talk with you and ask you about uh, worship and your new album before I like to do this with people. When I first interview them, I love to pull up if I have it, okay. I love to pull up a photo of a time that we've met and I have one. This is the most embarrassing photo. Oh my gosh. <laughs> embarrassing for, for who? Me for sure. No, for me, I'm this, I'm this like 16 year old all right. So this is me. I'm like a 16 year old worship leader at a church in Cincinnati. This was my moment to meet Chris Tomlin. And here I am in the corner with my eyes shut. <laughs> <laughs> You've got your arm around my friend, Seth, and I'm just yeah. kind of like hiding off in the corner here. <laughs> it's all I'm good. Like, this That's is great. so humiliating. That's in oh 2005. My. Luckily, oh. we got to meet again. I think this is in like 2007. At least I have my eyes open. Oh my gosh, yes. This was some tour, maybe it was like the indescribable tour or something. Yeah. And then more recently at your uh, worship night tour in 2017. Yeah. So yeah. I love so- to I love to show that just because I think it's fun if 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 we've ever met before and I actually have a photo, <laughs> I love to pull that up. Well, you're looking amazing. You're getting better with age. Uh thanks, Chris. You as well. Awesome. So tell us just the story. I've never heard this story, but like, tell us the story of how you started leading worship. Like who taught you? Was there someone who really inspired you to get going into that? Um, yeah. I mean, my early days, I, my, the very, one of the very first things I grew up in a very small little town. I played, my dad taught me to play guitar and I played at my church and I had a very small church when I growing up and I would play at church because I had the opportunity because I was only really the only kid that could play music. I could play something at the church and there wasn't many of us in the youth group and they'd throw me up there. And I yeah. just loved it when I would when I would play and people would sing. I loved I, I can remember even telling my mom I play at church. I was like, Mom, I love this when people sing. And I don't really they're not just watching me play, but yeah, they sing. And I, I didn't know at that time that God was putting that in me, kind of wiring me that way. You know, I, I had no idea that I I I didn't even know what a worship leader was. I never heard the term, you know, we, mm. we didn't really have that in our church. And so at the, when I was growing up, and so that was that was like the early days of like, oh, wow, I really like this song. I'd love to try to write some songs that are simple that people can sing with me. And it started like that. And I got an opportunity when I was in high school, senior in high school, to play at this crusade. It was like a youth youth event, youth week, youth week yeah. in, in the summer. And I was really fired up. And I only knew like three songs. I hadn't, I didn't hope know many songs, but this, this youth pastor asked me if I'd come play. And I was like, sure. And I was just... Um, I, was, I had no idea what I was doing. And yeah. James, he calls me and he had this deep voice and he's like, uh, Hey, my name is James. I'm like, Hey, I'm Chris. He's like, man, um, I'm calling you because I'm speaking at this youth week and you're leading the music and I've never heard of you before. And I kind of want to know who you are. And I was like, well, James, you never heard of me is because I've never done this before. And I've only played at my home church and I've never played out like this. He said, well, what kind of songs do you do? And I said, well, James, I know like these three songs. And he's like, you hear the pause over the phone. And he's like, okay, um, can I send you some music? And I was like, yeah. So he sends me these tapes. That'll tell you when it was. It was tapes. Um, yeah. He sends me these tapes. 
and some CDs and tapes. And it was the it was his worship. It was his worship tapes and CDs. And it was it says produced by Louis Giglio. And I was oh, like, wow. I was like, oh, that's a that's an interesting name. And and I just learned these songs and I came and I learned all these little choruses and I brought them with note cards and I just learned, I had no idea what I was doing. First time I ever led was, was yeah. at this week with kids started leading that week. And I learned all these songs. And then James at the end of the week said, um, Hey man, two things. One is you have no idea what you're doing. And two, you have no idea how God's going to use wow. your songs all over the world. Wow. And I was looking at him like, well, what are you talking about? I didn't have any songs. My songs were on note cards that were from this this tape and CDs from this guy named Louis Giglio. I was like, what is this? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. And he, and he put his hand on my head and he said, God, would you make Chris a psalm writer for his generation? And it was wow. like lightning went through me, man. And it was a moment. It was a marking moment in my life. And and God started opening up doors from that moment to go pl- to get play. And I was going to college and I got into college. And uh, I was at this another youth camp. I was playing all these little youth events, and I got to the youth camp, and the speaker was named Louis Giglio. And I was like, "That was the guy from the tapes, yeah. the guy that from these tapes." And we connected, and I remember Louis came to me and said, "Man, I speak all over the place, and I hear all the same songs everywhere I go. But these songs, where where are these coming from?" And I said, wow. "I said, I said, well, I said I've been writing them, kind of writing them in my in my, in my room, and this is what and." And I remember him looking at me and said, man, the whole, I think the whole world's going to sing these songs. And I, it was a second person who had come along. And and so Louis like, man, when I go speak, I'm going to take you with me. And and this is yeah. before passion. This is way before any of that. Yeah. And these early days. And so I say all that to say these, it was people who believed in me when I didn't see it myself. I surely didn't see those yeah. things in myself. Somebody believed in me and saw something I didn't see in myself and looking back it's just god's incredible um divine plan because i would have never dreamed it i would have never dreamed i didn't didn't know how to do this knowing my family's in music knowing my family's in ministry i had no idea how how this would work i was just trying to take small steps and whatever opportunities came my way yeah wow and what 20 30 years later i mean 30 years wow look at it now here we are still trying to do the same thing trying to write songs for the church trying to write songs for for uh, that would the congregation yeah. sing and I love that you know same thing I still same same thing I just want people to yeah. sing you know yeah well your songs have impacted churches like all over the world I mean I know as a worship leader I've led your songs just about every week for the past twenty years I never I'll never forget when my mom I was on staff at the Vineyard Church in Cincinnati yeah and she called me and she's like Matt have you heard this new song on the radio indescribable you have to do it you have to do it. And it was in my set listen for every week for like the next year. Oh man. And uh, so, cool. so I want to talk about your new album because it's full of worship songs that are incredible. Yeah. Holy forever is one of them. Yeah. But before we get there, everybody listening to this, a lot of them, you know, worship leaders, we kind of know you as a worship leader. We know you as a songwriter. We've been singing your songs. Can you, can we switch gears and just give us a glimpse into like what, the world of Chris Tomlin looks like just in a normal work week, like a normal week, like school drop off, travel, songwriting. I know you golf a little bit. I actually, if it was my way, I told the guys, I'm like, I want to get put in a golf cart with Chris Tomlin with GoPros and just like, we could golf and just talk about life. And so fun, bro. We got to do that. That'd be a a fun interview. Because we could talk about a lot of things and and everybody can see how really bad my golf is. (laughs) (laughs) So like, what um yeah like give us a glimpse yeah. like, what is a normal i mean i have three girls i have three daughters 
and yeah. 11, eight and two. So I have two year olds were back in it. And, um, so my wife, Lauren, and yeah, my wife is, my life is very uh, pretty much mundane in the, in the, in the day to day. It is a lot of yeah. school. When I'm not on the road, I don't try to do anything, but try to be with my kids and be with my mm. family because it's so precious time to me. And so obviously um, I'm on the road a lot, but when I'm home, it's every school chance. I can, every chance I can get to pick them up or drop them off or yeah. be there and be dad and just be with my girls. And I ride as much as I can. Um, and, and riding comes, um, it comes and flows for me. It comes in seasons. And there'll be times where I just feel like a lot of songs are coming. Sometimes times where I feel like, man, I've, there's not much in the tank right now. And, and that's okay. Yeah. That's just, yeah. that's part of life and part of yeah. the, the rhythms. But yeah, it's, it's, it was, it's very ordinary. There's nothing yeah. uh, exciting. Every once in a while I get to play golf. I, I hardly, I don't play a lot until it gets warm, you know, yeah. and then I try to play if we go on, Usually if we go on vacation or something, that's the kind of the time where I'm, yeah. I play and bring the clubs and play. But I love, I love, I, that's probably my favorite thing. I love being active. I love, yeah. uh, um, I love swimming. I've gotten into swimming. I try to do that about three or four times a week at least. And, and that's so good for me because I just yeah. get in the pool and I just by myself quiet and I can think and so and, and exercise. I love, I love being active playing tennis, swimming, golf, all the things, but um, yeah, most awesome. of being a dad. That's great. That's awesome. When you, uh, when you're song, do you ever songwrite at home alone? Like, is yes. that, is that kind of how you songwrite or do you, are you um, always like somewhere with other people? Um, it's both. I mean, I have a little writing studio above my garage. A lot of just got piano and some guitars in there. It's nothing fancy. I don't, I'm terrible on, uh, all the things technology. So I, I use my friends with that, but um, I, that's where some ideas come and that's where I'll yeah. bring ideas and that's where, um, uh, and then, and then writing with, uh, mostly just getting connected yeah. with songwriting friends and Hey, what about this? What that? And you, or, or I can usually they bring an idea to me sometimes. And that's yeah. always, um, I feel like that one of the strong suits of my writing is being open with people as far as open with my songs. It's like, yeah, I don't just write a song and go, this is the way it is. And I try to write and then go, Hey, what do you guys think about this? And just be like, listen to other people's input and kind of, okay, how do we make the song better? Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about, you got this new album always. Yeah. It's awesome. It's full of worship songs, full circle moment, I think for you, like, yes. In this tour coming up, the stories of songs, I can't remember what it's called, yeah, but stories of worship, yeah. Yeah. Uh so why now? Like what what tell us about this album and, and where this yeah, came from. It's always been my heart, you know, every to write songs of yeah. worship. And I felt like this I put everything I could into this record. It's called Always and it's it's full, full of song of just songs of worship. I mean, I feel like as good as songs that I've ever been able I've ever put out. I mean, listen to yeah. some if you listen to the last song on there, Precious Love. I mean, that's his good a song as i feel like i can yep. be a part of and there's holy forever is is, is like an anchor song for me yeah. of what of what worship is the core of worship and the record started with coming back to kind of my the, this simple place and first love it was during covid when when school when schools when schools closed churches shut down for a little while everything kind of shut down and businesses and all the things and you know every sunday would be me and my family and my girls. And I thought, okay, we're just having home church, I guess. And for a year, God brought it. We started, we would just have the Sunday mornings. It was such a precious time. And God put this song on my heart from back in the early days when I was, when I felt God calling, putting call on my life. When I was young, eighth, ninth grade, freshman high school, those years, 
I felt like this calling in um and it was one of the it was one of those songs was a simple song called Oh Lord You're Beautiful, Keith Green. Yeah. And God just kept putting that bringing that song back to me. And, and, and so for a year during over COVID, I, I sang this every Sunday with my girls. We would just sing this on Sunday mornings. And it was so beautiful to hear them singing. And so when I went to make this record, always I said, I don't I don't know where this record's going, but I want to start right here in like the simple place. I want to start with this song yeah. and let let let's just start from here and see where it, see where it goes. And yeah. so it really started from that real place for me, that calling, that early calling of my life. And so I feel like there's so much around these songs that um, have a lot yeah. of that DNA in them. And Holy Forever is an, also an incredible song written with some pretty terrible songwriters, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm yeah. not sure how you pulled that one up. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously you've got like incredible songwriters on that song. Yeah, it's Jason Ingram and Brian and Jen Johnson and Phil Wickham. Yeah. And if you can't write a good song with that, you just need to you need to go yeah. sell houses or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but it, it's I mean, the song is you know it's it we need and not just because I feel not just because I'm part of writing the song. This we need more songs like this in the sense of there's right now I feel like there's two lanes of songs. There's songs of deliverance and there's songs of transcendence. And the songs of deliverance are or are what we sing mostly. And that's what I'm they're easier to write. They're kind of the human experience. Rescue me, God. I need your help. I need your grace. I need you. And a lot of like what I need, me, me, me. And which I write most of those songs there. There's nothing wrong with those songs. The Psalms are filled with those songs. Amazing Grace, one of the greatest songs ever written, is one of those songs. But then there's those song, there's these other songs of transcendence, which yeah. which what I mean by that is they are there's nothing about us in the in the song, in the deal. And they just takes us to a place. It takes us to the throne of God. It's, it takes us there. It, get, it opens our mind, yeah. opens our eyes to see. I always uh, I try to say often worship is more about seeing than it is about singing. I try to help people see with my songs. And mm-hmm. Holy Forever is a reminder that there is an eternal song. Yeah that there's an eternal song that never ends. It's, the revelation says day and night, they never stop saying, holy, holy, holy is mm. the Lord God almighty who was and is and is to come. Yeah. That's the, that is the eternal song. That's the song of worship that, it, it, that whenever we lead our congregations, when we stand before our congregations, that's what we're, that's what we're trying to usher in and remind people, Hey, we're joining in that song today. The yeah. song of worship, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And you can't you can't sing that enough, and you can't take people. So I've found this. I've tr- I've always tried to find songs like that. And so when a song like Holy Forever comes, those songs they change the room when mm-hmm. you sing because it takes people to a place of like, oh, this isn't just about me. Yeah, this, this is all of us together to the glory of God. And so, how great is our God? Was one of those songs. When the one of the very first songs I wrote, "We Fall Down," it's that we fall down. We you are holy, 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 right? Holy yeah. is the Lord. I think about the songs that I've had. The staying, any kind of staying uh, with them yeah, and right, right. Churches and gone away past me. They've usually these songs and these, these songs of transcendence of. And so I would encourage worship leaders out there um, to, to, you know, to always be putting these songs, gathering people and putting these songs in front of people because that's they change. It's amazing how, you know. Mm-hmm. What we personally, all the things we're going through and all of our struggles, it's amazing how those things start getting reoriented and, and things start okay. getting healed when we make much of God. 
Yeah. Not it's it, it's usually not the other way around. It's not when it's like all about me. It's usually when it becomes all about God. All those other things in life starts starts yeah. uh, you know starts recentering in the right way, and our lives are recentered. It's like wow, we live in such a world where I have to remind myself of that all the time, man. Of just like this is not about me. I mean, how many times during the day do I have to say that? You know, and I've got yeah. I've got kids to show me that. Yeah, um, yeah, three year old bossing yeah. you around. But, uh, yeah, right. me too. It's not a, but it's not about me, you know. And, and when you, as worship leaders, when we walk on that stage, that's got to be our posture. This is not about me. This wow. is about God bringing you glory. And what does my congregation need? Yeah. You know, and I, I say a lot like this I want to be a lighthouse when I walk yeah. on that place. This light, this sweeping light that's just trying to bring everybody, as many people home as mm-hmm. you can. This, the storms of life, everybody, people are in storms. And Lord, let let as a worship leader, I just want to be that a lighthouse. It just this light that sweeps yeah. around the room that can bring people, bring people to you, Lord. And that takes a humble leader, where it's like it's not about me. It's not just exactly what I want to do. I'm not just going to pick the top five songs going right now, the most popular songs. I want to find the songs that are right for this moment. And mm-hmm. anyway, that's a lot more than uh, we were planning on getting into, but. The Holy Forever is is so important to me. It's an anchor of what worship is because this yeah. is this is the eternal song, and this is. I mean, I've had so many that just this week, people texting me from Singapore, sending me from Singapore church singing it. This church in Texas that's like got all the brass instruments and all the orchestra and the big choir singing it yeah. to the most, you know, every kind of church. And I'm just like, yeah. Lord, this is. is it, this is what it's about is trying to yeah. find songs that can translate from Catholics to charismatics and everybody in between. You yeah. Know, find those songs. And you guys nailed it. And you know, the scripture, yeah, the scripture says, holy, cry, holy, holy, holy. Yeah. And I, man, I just love it because it really does bring it back to basics, it brings it back to what it's about. I grew up in the vineyard church movement. My dad was a pastor and I was around vineyard and Calvary chapel, kind of like worship, like spirit yeah. songs, like these songs that are just like describing like who God is and, Very little. And I just, I love that about this album and especially the old Lord, your beautiful track as well. And there, like it kind of just like threads that needle perfectly in that it brings you back to that, that these songs of, of worship. And I thank you as a worship leader. I thank you for for putting that out. Oh buddy. Thank you so much. You know, the opening track on there, um, Yahweh um, on the record is a song that I wrote with um, Jason Ingram and Stephen Furtick with Elevation, and that just feels like you're always looking for those opener songs. Yeah, those awesome. are the songs that, and I've been we've been opening our set on tour with this song when I was when I had been out on tour this last year, and I just love opening a night and, or opening a Sunday morning to saying Yahweh, yeah. Holy is Your Name again. Just declaring, Holy is Your Name. Yeah. There will be no other God before You. There will be no other God before yeah. You. You know, it's just simple as that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'm really proud of these songs. There's some I could go on every song, but um, I think there's there's a lot in there for the church in this record. I've got, gosh, I have so many things I want to ask you, but I have two questions and then we'll wrap this up. I heard you one time say that songs are like life rafts and for people. Mm -hmm. And uh, I totally relate to that. Like in 2020, I just had a very dark season i felt like i was going through and there were song songs that i literally was clinging to of what i believe and what what my what reality is and what scripture says and what god says i'm curious for you is there a song that's been a life raft to you 
mm. during a difficult season and like and what is that i think father's song my, matt redmond my father's song is uh, a song wow. that i come to when i when i, I just need to be still and be in a place with god and be and and and, and have it it takes me there yeah every time and just a, that idea of the father singing over us yeah. and you know and just i think matt said it so well i mean i i could go down the list of matt's songs that he's of all the worship writers matt is he's the one that I, I just am closest to and and connect with the most but father song would be one of my own songs um angel armies whom shall I fear is a song that is uh what you know just we live in such we live in fears everywhere man it is just the world is so fearful of of mm-hmm. everything there's so much there it's just on fire there's so much rage there's so much frustration and so much fear out there and just to say you know to remind ourselves our story is yeah. um it's, that it comes from second kings and yeah. um, that this the song comes from second kings when elisha tells his servant there's an army all around their whole camp there's an army around their village set up and it's over and the servants like they're they're going to kill us all it's 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 over and elisha says god would you open up my servant's eyes that he could truly Mm. see and his his eyes were opened and he saw that the hills filled with angels and armies of angels were surrounding them and i for me it's just about as a reminder of like Lord, help me truly see. Help me really, really remember what this, what's going on here. When I, when I feel like when I'm in those dark, tough places, like you said, when you're man, when you're just feel like yeah. you're just in a tough place. Help me really tr- open my eyes again and truly see what's going on here. Yeah. That we don't, we don't wage war against flesh and blood, but against the you know, principalities, against the spirits yeah. out there, the darkness, the evil. That's what's coming against us, and and I keep our eyes open to that. So those are a couple songs. Yeah, thanks for sharing those. Mine, mine. Uh, a couple years ago was "You Revived Me," which I know you were a writer on there. Yes, but man, I just love that. Like, my wow. soul, Lord, is thirsty. Only you can satisfy. Just kind of like bringing you back to like <laughs> my river, my <laughs> deserts and rivers of joy. Oh yeah. man! And then the bridge where you get into the "I'm alive, I'm alive," and it just like you oh. revive me. Oh man! man. I wanna, you know, I've never done my own version of that. And uh, I need to do that. It makes me think I want to. Uh, I walked around our block of our, we're in our neighborhood so many times listening to that song just on repeat. Yeah. It's, just, it's powerful. Yeah. All right. My last question for you, Chris, and then I'll let you go. Um, if you could go back and tell a younger version of yourself or a, or let's just pretend you're having coffee with like a 16 year old worship leader, like that dweeby picture of me I showed you earlier. <laughs> Yeah. let's just say you and i got to go out for coffee and I'm, I'm this young worship leader like what's some advice for the road ahead that you would give a young worship leader yes um, i would say that it is about um there's there's a there's a there's a lot but my i, I would say it's 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 more about what god thinks at the end of the day than it is what others think and especially when it comes to leading worship and my friend Louis Giglio that I mentioned earlier in this, that was, a, had a profound impact on my life. He said it in even a better way. Um, there's a difference in leading for acceptance and from acceptance. 
Wow. Yeah. That's a big difference. And if you can get that in your heart, then there's so many of us. And as a musician, you, you put yourself out there, right? When you walk on a stage, you walk in front of people. It's a vulnerable place. And you're putting yourself yeah. out there. And a lot of times we can do that for God. You're just trying to get people to accept you and all these things. So you're leading in that way. But if you're leading, if you walk up and lead in a way that you already know that I'm a love son of God, I'm a love daughter of God. God's put this in my heart to do. God's given me this gift and he's blessed me and he's called me to do this. And I'm going to lead the people. You're going to be a completely different leader and people are going to follow you in a completely different way because you're going to have a, like you're going to have a presence about yourself. That is not about performance over here. If you're leading for acceptance, you're in a performance world. You're performing. If you're leading from acceptance, you're in a presence place. You're in a place of having a presence for people. And I think that's what I would say. There's a lot of things to say, but that's one thing people can hold on to. That's what I still try to hold on to when I'm touring. You know, am I? Am, is this about being accepted by people or is I'm already accepted by God and, I, and help me? I want to lead the people this way. Yeah, man, that is great advice. I wish. Uh, yeah, that's so good, man. Chris, thank you for taking the time for even having this conversation. And thank you also for the songs you're writing. Yeah. Um, as a worship leader, for real, like I speak on behalf of like all the worship leaders are watching this. I know we're all just so thankful for what you're doing. What you're thank writing. you, man. I just want all the worship leaders to know out there, I'm, I'm part of you. I'm in your team, man. This is, I feel like this is what is the most important thing in my life is, yeah. is to lead the people of God to worship. And so for those of you who are in it, you're in it every day. You're in it every week. Just do not lose heart. The church feels like it is getting destroyed left and right. Things are falling apart, but just know you're part of, there are people out there right now, all over this world that are living and dying for this, that are it's life and death. And this is the real thing. And to help people to bring them and, and to understand that you and I as worship leaders have the responsibility of what people know of God, what they understand of God, of how people connect mm-hmm. with God and what they, what they think of God is through these songs, the power of music. How, how powerful is that? So don't give up, keep writing great songs, keep leading in a way that is leading people, you know, to him, leading people to him and not to yourself and yeah. not to anything else, but to, but to him and, and, be patient with people. That's one thing I've learned. I mean, gosh, be patient with people, your congregations, and yeah. not everybody's where you are, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, we're all on a journey. So, man, just honored to talk to you, honored to talk to worship leaders out there. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, you've been a real pastor to worship leaders. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, too, how you lead with so much joy. That really, it really does come through. Yeah, man. So it's awesome. Thank you. Chris, I hope the next photo we take is on the 18th hole. When yeah. you shot 10 strokes better than me, all right? Well, I'm so, going to have to really, I don't even know how good you are, but I'm going to practice and practice and practice for that. I'm that. not that good. I'm not that good. But it would be a good time. Thanks yeah. for doing this, man. Okay, bro. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Couldn't do what we do without you. Let us know in the comments what you thought. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube. Stay tuned. we got a bunch more stuff coming. Appreciate you guys. See ya.